0: the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN
1: have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch.
0: This is the Score North Taxi Squad.
2: Man, oh man, did that intro sound really loud in my left ear. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm working with some broken headphones right now. I can only hear in the left ear, but I just fire that intro and it just blasted out my left eardrum, but that's okay. I'll power through, and so will the rest of the Score North taxi squad who join you for another week uh, here on the Score North podcast of Networks. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Jason Stormer along with Artist Woods and AJ Fredrickson back to cover another week of Vikings training camp and including a recap of their first preseason game against the Seattle Seahawks, and we will also preview their upcoming preseason game against the Tennessee Titans. Guys, how are we feeling uh, on this Wednesday night? Uh, Artist, you got some travel plans coming coming. up this weekend, don't you?
0: Yeah, man, I'm going to Vegas with the fellas, man. You know, I'm very, 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 very excited for this upcoming trip. I cannot lie to you. But, you know, we have business to attend. You know, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. But, you know, I'm I'm feeling good. Anytime you're getting ready to go on a vacation, the day before the vacation and the first day you get back are always the two hardest days about it, you know. So uh, I'm looking forward to being out there mentally i'm already there but at the same time i'm
1: present because
0: again we got a lot of
1: got a lot to get into today man yeah i uh you know we we've got a full preseason game of the books i had to do a draft lat- like i mean i'm in full swing for basketball but we man. also have baseball still chugging along you know it's just another end this and this upcoming weekend we have uh, Minnesota united returning to mls league play after getting knocked out of the league's cup so it's mm. uh everything's good in the hood as they say
2: Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that the Messi to Minnesota dream uh, died 5-0 at the hands of uh, Nashville uh, a little while ago because it turns out Inter-Miami is in the final to take on Nashville, and Nashville is hosting that game, right, AJ? So if things would attract, Minnesota would have gotten to host Messi and Inter-Miami.
1: Darn. Um, They would have had to beat some Liga MX team yesterday like Nashville did, but yeah, if they had gotten there, they would have hosted. uh, Mm -hmm. Miami and Messi would have came. That being said... You know, it's over. The referee with a terrible <laughs> red card. I don't know how that it was just it was awful. Like yeah. I actually awful. But uh but let's proceed. Let's talk little Vikings dear fellows
2: yes let's do it a uh, 24 to 13 loss at the hands of the seattle seahawks for the vikings in the first preseason game but there is still plenty to talk about the vikings actually jumped out to a 10 nothing lead in that game um obviously no starters as i think most of us predict and most of us guessed Uh, not a lot of starters played in in the preseason last year looks like that's not going to be the case again this season at least for this game pretty much no starters whatsoever for the minnesota vikings all the backups got the run the ty chandlers the jordan addisons the Jalen Ragers, all those kind of guys uh, got lots of run in this game, including on the defense as well, except there were maybe a couple guys that maybe you were surprised to maybe see get a lot of action, but at the same time not so much either like a Lewis scene who, you know, always has the flair of being a first-round pick, but obviously he's come back from injury, got a lot of work to do to earn uh, his spot on the team. But overall, guys, again, I hey, it was a 9 p.m. kickoff. I hope you guys were able to stay up for that because, you know, a preseason football ain't the most exciting thing in the first place. But overall, what were you guys is just takeaways of some of the players that you were you guys and all of us were especially looking at in this game start with you artists
0: yeah uh nick mullins played well man yeah. he played well i was kind of <laughs> down on him a little bit i'm like no i want Jaron hall who looked decent and look amazing you know wasn't very overwhelmed there but nick mullins played well you know i, I understand now a bit more about why aj was like no nick mullins is qb2 like he he's the guy and you know he played well protected the football um, scored a touchdown, you know, 130, 39 yards, you know, on 20 attempts. So, you know, it wasn't bad at all. I loved what I saw out of Ty Chandler as well. You know, I thought he carried the ball out of the backfield very well. Thought he caught the ball out of the backfield even better. Um, so that was very impressive as well because that's something that I feel like the Vikings have been missing for their from their offense for quite some time. Dalvin Cook was decent at it, but I feel like Tyson Ty Chandler could add another element there that uh, maybe Dalvin Cook didn't quite have. And so I love to see that. Um Jalen Rager,
2: <laughs> hey, your like, guy. A what? Your guy.
0: Four catches, fifty-five yards. Say it ain't so. Never got that in Philly, but conversation for another day. Um, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised to see that. You know, every pass that was thrown his way, I expected to be a drop, but he caught. He caught most of them. You know, he did his thing. So I, I was, I was proud of him. You know, I was proud of him. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll leave the rest for you guys. Oh, last thing I want to quickly say, Jordan Addison, that was a catch. And we're not talking about Dallas Cowboy, Des Bryant. That was a catch. No, this was an actual catch where I believe both feet touched inbounds mm-hmm. and should have counted. But just my initial thoughts from the game, that those are my
1: quick thoughts. Um, one that or two two guys that caught my eye in a not great positive way, Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth Jr. Um, mm-hmm. I know Lewis scene. we want to kind of get back up to speed and everything after what we you know just what's transpired and uh, it was not the best showing for him I, I I'm going to give him a little more slack here but Andrew Booth jr. I think everybody's had their eye on it, and maybe that's a portion of it as to why he like I'm not gonna say he cracked on the pressure but when you're going up against not first team guys for a guy that I think a lot of people are expecting to eventually be like a consistent first team guy, you need to have a better showing than that. And he was getting burned. He was getting cooked. He was, he was just not looking. He was not looking fluid. If that makes sense. He was, he was the salmon trying to swim upstream in the Vikings defense and it did not look pretty. Um, it, it's going to come down to pro- probably, just either he, he's just going to have to get more reps and hopefully something clicks. Um, I was very impressed, though. However, I mentioned him last week, Ivan Pace Jr. He was one of the guys I was really keeping an eye on. This guy was breaking up plays, um, just stuffing runs. He, he, I think he got in the backfield at a time or two. He was looking fantastic. And this is a guy who, as the week has continued, you just keep hearing these. He's he's really competing in these inside linebacker position battle like Brian Asamoa was the guy that it was just like hey this is his job and everything like that Ivan Pace Jr. seemingly has come out of nowhere to really contest and and, and I don't think I don't think he's going to essentially knock Brian Asamoa you know to the bench or anything like that but he's going to decrease his snap count his snap share because Ivan Pace Jr. so far and it, it's it's to be seen whether or not he could do it you know, throughout a entire NFL season against first string guys. And, you know, the, the, quite literally the best of the best, but what we saw from, you know, four quarters of late night, less than ideal football last week. um, I was, I was very impressed. And I think for the sake of like getting your career full speed stuff off on the right foot, he did that. And I, I was very impressed by uh, Ivan Pace jr.
2: Yeah, he has been just the darling of training camp so far in these preseason games. I know that Mr. Mankato isn't a thing anymore because the Vikings don't have training camp in Mankato, but he's going to earn the Mr. Mankato award or Mr. Egan, whatever they call it now, because he has just completely blown up and now he's blown players up too he laid out that right guard for the seahawks too i don't know if you guys saw that play but he just and like afterwards ivan's just like yep i know what i'm doing out here and everything and he just looks so comfortable so the part and i don't remember an undrafted rookie like making this much of an impact for the vikings it's already hard enough for these guys to make the 53 man roster but this guy's earning playing time at this pace uh, pun totally intended right there um mm-hmm. it, it's Totally wild because the hype train for this guy has been a thing since he was signed by the Vikings. I remember even us here at Score North. Uh, highlighting just how this guy probably should have been drafted and put up really good stats at Cincinnati and everything like that, even if he was an older player. I think he's like 23 years old or something like that. But, you know, n- none of that matters right now because he's out there, he's proving it, and that's all these coaches care about in the long run, right? Like, get on the field, prove that you're actually worth a darn as a player, which he totally is, and he's earning that. So at this rate right now, I totally expect Ivan Pace not only to make the 53-man roster, which I think is damn near a lot, at this point, but I won't expect. I would expect him to get some decent playing time, even week one, as this is currently tracking. Now we got two more preseason games to go. You know, a lot of stuff can happen between now and then. Maybe he has a couple bad games. You never really know. But right now, Ivan Pace is just the darling of of, of this preseason so far in all training camp. It's great, uh, Artis. You mentioned this with Ty Chandler. Yes, we like the 11 carries for 41 yards. That's awesome. But those four catches. That he had were the things that really jumped out to me because obviously in this day of age with running backs, you can't be like Adrian Peterson. You can't just take your carries and run, right? You have to be able to catch the ball as well. And for Ty Chandler to prove that he's able to do that right now, I think is huge because frankly, I don't remember getting him him getting a lot of receptions in the very limited time before he was hurt last season. But the fact that they felt comfortable in doing that already so far in the preseason is really really encouraging to me uh, you mentioned jalen rager probably his best game as a minnesota minnesota <laughs> viking <laughs> it was in the preseason Man. which uh, that makes s- game ever <laughs> no, ever I, I know he looked in control he you know he honestly looked like a guy that was fighting for a spot to be honest yeah. he looked like a guy who was out there to prove something and you know you know i and to me, that's kind of a double edged sword, because if you are a good football player, a consistent football player, you shouldn't need a fire lit under your ass to perform well. You right. just shouldn't. And, and and frankly, I mean, this, this wide receiver room, I mean, I've kind of been I'm, I'm expecting Naylor, to, or excuse me, uh, Rager to make the team. Um, but who knows? Maybe he's feeling more internal pressure. Again, he's former first-round pick. I'm sure he still feels plenty of pressure, even if he's moved on from Philly, and obviously it's a completely different situation now. Um, on, on the defensive side, um, though, besides uh, Ivan Pace, we mentioned Andrew Booth, Lewisine um Jake Bobo I don't even know who that is but that's the guy that got the touch on him, Andrew booth and it just it looked he got all turned around and everything it was it was not a good play and Lewis seen struggled with tackling for the majority of the game too uh yeah yeah he did um lastly for me um as we wrap this all up uh, uh recapping this game uh Nick Mullins solid um how comfortable I'd still be him taking over for Kirk in any type of regular season game. I don't really know. Um, but this is about the best you can do as a backup quarterback in a preseason game uh, with a 14 of 20 for one thirty nine. So I'm good there. I, again, I, I really wanted Jaron Hall to have an awesome game uh, and statistically and yeah, not so much five and nine 32 yards. But what I was encouraged by Jaron Hall is that he didn't make stupid throws, no stupid throws. He got rid of the ball and recognizing, you know, this play ain't working. So, I think Jaron's already got a good idea of how defenses scheme and that, you know, okay, maybe I could play a little hero ball, but he's probably aware of some of the help on defenses that they have to prevent that kind of stuff. And so that's why he chose not to, like, throw it up, make it a stupid play. It's his first game of the year, the first game of his NFL career, too. So plenty of nerves already involved with that. But he maintained composure. And again, I'm not going to really rag on a guy in his first career NFL game by any means. But if anything from Jaron Hall, I liked that he just and, and, and I feel bad because his offensive line did him no favors. yeah, No favors whatsoever. They were getting to him a, a ton. And so, and again, another added layer of the uh, the composure that I think Jaron Hall has is that even if he has a crappy O-line, which is you know, not his fault, you're dealing with second and third stringers here. I still had the awareness to get that ball out, not make a stupid play uh, because that would have just pushed him down the depth chart even further.
0: You need, you need your backups to come in and manage the game. Yep. That's what you need. You need them to come in and manage, manage the game. Yeah. That I want him to go out there and you know, that I want him to throw for, you know, 139 yards and touchdown. Of course, you know, that's, you know, that's what you want, obviously. But at the same time, ideally again, for his, for his first game, you know, you want him to go out there, be comfortable within the offense you know, and just play smart. And that's what he did in college. You know, he wasn't a turnover-prone guy in college. Didn't give you a lot of fumbles. Didn't give you a lot of interceptions. And again, you know, when you got a backup quarterback coming in, that's what you want. You want somebody that's going to manage the game by not turning the football over. You don't want him to be the reason why you lose a football game. You know, if the pass isn't Mm -hmm. there, if you can't push the ball downfield, if the offensive line isn't protecting, sometimes you got to take the sack. Sometimes you got to throw the ball away just to prevent – it from snowballing. Because once that first mistake happens with a backup, sometimes it snowballs. So mm-hmm. that part, like you said, was encouraging. I do want to see more, though, these next couple of <laughs> days. Too. I do want to see more, you know. Um, I, I want to see a little bit more. Um, and no rush on it. You know, it it's going to take time. And Nick Mullins did look good. So again, no rush. But again, do I want to see more? Most definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. What one guy that made me feel a little decent about if just just in the off chance that TJ Hawkinson has this ear infection keep persisting and maybe he doesn't have that contract (laughs) to make anything feel better and blah, blah, blah. And he wants to (laughs) Nick Muse. I'm not going to say that this is the next like superstar tight end. This is not the next Rob Gronkowski or anything like that, but you know, he had two touchdowns. Like, he looks solid playing with Nick Mullins, and maybe they play a decent amount together in practice just because they both are, you know, not first-string first, uh, first string guys. So uh, maybe they have some sort of connection. But uh, you, you went to him twice in the red zone, and he came up big twice. And, um, it, you know, it's uh, – I'm not going to say I'd feel comfortable about it. it the long-winded way about this is, uh, is a segue to how you guys maybe are feeling <laughs> – about TJ Hawkinson, uh, still not a full participant in uh, in Vikings practices. He's doing some of the team stuff, but then he will typically head back into the the training facilities when the individual portion of of practice comes along. Um, let's let's go on a, a I know I know on Purple Daily and and uh, Mac and Joe they do the DEFCON things. So let's do, <laughs> let's do DEFCON. DEFCON five is like we're fine. Nothing's yeah. good. One is we're at nuclear warfare, <laughs> prepare to die that day. So um, where are you Defcon level for the, uh, for TJ Hawkinson's situation with the Vikings at the moment?
2: I'm at a Defcon five. I, I'm not typically worried about this and, and, and frankly, when it comes to injuries, I, I do tend to give a benefit of the doubt. I. Guess I choose to believe that T.J. Hawkinson had an ear infection, and I have not been given any other information otherwise to um, uh, dispute that. Um, the timing is obviously suspicious, and plenty of people have highlighted that for obvious reasons. Because a lot of people are thinking that maybe this is something that was just created because he's in a contract negotiation, and. You know, that very well could be, but I'm not going to stand on this podcast and, and say all that. I'm going to give TJ Hawkinson the benefit of the doubt. Ear infections are nasty. They're horrible. They do throw off equilibrium. It can be an issue for football players. Uh, but again, the timing is kind of interesting. Um, TJ, by all indications, in, in the same way kind of JJ has, I think him and JJ have gone about their con like talking about their contracts very similarly Playing, you know, coy as, you know, pretty much every player is going to be, but also just talking about how I want to be here for the team, want to be here for Minnesota, want to just focus on the football, try to win a Super Bowl. And I think that is the intention of both of these players. Um, but for obvious reasons, you know, we're looking at TJ under a microscope right now. One, because we, we don't want him to actually get hurt. We, we don't want him to actually get hurt because we want him to be a financially uh, prosperous individual. And if he gets hurt right now, that doesn't do him any good whatsoever. But also, we believe he's a darn good tight end. In this league, that can very much vault this Vikings offense to a place that could even get better than it was with the half season that we had with him. Uh, so yeah, I'm at a DEFCON five. I think this will get figured out. I think TJ likes it here. There have been no indications otherwise that he's dissatisfied with how things are going. I just think this is the name of the game. And if they had to make up a little small little injury as they're negotiating this, you know, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. I'll, again, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm not too worried about this yet.
0: I am at about a three. <laughs> I would say I'm at a three. I wouldn't say I'm extremely concerned um because he's there. he's yeah. there. he's not not showing up at all, you know, which is good. That is definitely a positive. He's still working on his personal game. um I think he's, he's still around the team, you know, which is nice. um but the reason why I am maybe as high as a three is because like this is only the second year in the new system, and for him, it's like really like a year and a half, you know, in the new system. And so, you want to have that camaraderie and that chemistry down pat. I want everyone practicing right now, ideally, yeah. you know, because most of these guys aren't going to really get a ton of reps in preseason. So, you know, I wouldn't want this to continue throughout the entire training camp, right? Because I'm I'm gonna be honest. Do I believe you know there's some type of ear infection or some type of illness? Yes. Do I believe it's one of those situations where it's like, I could play, but do I really want to play without this money right now? Uh, I I think it's undeniable that that has something to do with it. I could be wrong, TJ, if I'm wrong, correct me. But I do think that's a part of it. And if that's a part of it, then we kind of need to get this situation handled as quickly as possible. I view the NFC right now as a wide open conference. I think Philadelphia is at the top. I think San Francisco is at the top. I think Dallas is at the top. Not one team I mentioned, I think is unbeatable. All of these teams can be beaten if the Vikings bring their A game, but you have to have, in my opinion, home field advantage. And in order to do that, you got to start fast and you got to finish strong. And I think ideally, you I say all that to say you want everybody practicing right now so you can get that chemistry down under this new system and just really come out the gates, you know, handling business, opposed to This person sat out, wasn't really with the team, so he's a little out of sorts the first couple weeks. They maybe lose the first couple games or, you know, whatever the case may be, and then it costs you later on in the season. So I'm thinking, obviously, big picture here. Maybe I'm a bit, you know, um, um, over the top with the thoughts of big picture, but that's just kind of where my head is right now. I would want to get this done as soon as I possibly can if I am crazy.
1: I'm at a four. I'm right in the middle of you both. I'm granted, I would probably be like at a four point, I guess it'd be like a three point because it's weird because you're going down. So I'd be like at a 3.8 or seven, but I'm like going to round back to the whole number and say I'm at a four because the fact that he's not, you know, it, it's just the fact that you have guys every year hold out, you know, and feel a little like we have it currently happening with one of the most premier running backs. That you know you're going to see in a long time. Jonathan Taylor is a beast, and you know, Grant. I think he did come out and say that he will play, but there's you know there's a weird stalemate, stalemate there. But these guys have a limited number of years to make the money that they can uh, playing it's a, a game, and they, they want to capitalize on that. So they want to make sure they have something in paper, in ink, uh, you know, s- solidified for that future. So I think if there was a agreement in place week one, he would suit up and tough it out with whatever ear infection there is. And I don't want to say that there's not an ear infection, but if there was an injury or some type of illness, infection infections, a pretty good one. (laughs) Yeah. You're not really, you know, there's no limp. You need to like, (laughs) like, yeah, (laughs) you know, that that's up there with like, Oh, I forgot my contacts today. So I, I, I can't actually see, I can't really catch passes today. And then, you know, that's, it it's, yeah. That's what I feel like a pretty good one if there was one to like just kind of lay the blanket down on. But um no, I, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that, that there is actually something along those lines. And it's not just I have contractitis. So um <laughs> but the fact that he is not a full participant, like Artis said, you want to get those reps in. And it's, you, it wasn't the full year last year that you had under KLC. You came in week, what, twelve. That seems wrong, but um, it wasn't from the start of the season, but that right. that's the fact of it. So you want to get him as many reps because this offense should be, in my opinion, one of the best in the league. You have the best wide receiver who's w- currently willing to play despite uh, everybody talking about them needing to extend him he's full participant in practice he got roughed up today and granted the rest of the team came to his side during the joint practice against Tennessee but you have him you have uh an explosive rookie in Jordan Addison which i know he went into per- in concussion protocol stuff today but sounds like he's going to be fine in the long run it's just a matter of precautionary stuff you know you know it's You're not going to risk anything now for a preseason game or like a joint practice. And then you have TJ Hawkinson, who I would say is probably in the guaranteed top five tight ends in the NFL, arguably top three, if you depends on how you want to look at it, but this, this offense should be like the catalyst of this team this year, especially under an offensive coach and KOC in the second year of the system. You, you, you need all your weapons firing, and the fact that he's not hundred percent every single day so far is slightly concerning, but I'm not going to, you know, lose sleep over it as right now. So I'm out a four.
2: I guarantee this happened before the ear infection though. That his agent told him, now, if you come, like, if anything comes up at all, ear infection, you stub your toe, you, you know, you slam your hand in a car door, which actually be maybe a real injury. I guarantee you his agent told him to like, all right, then you should probably milk that and just make sure everything is good and don't take any chances, which that would be the advice I would give as an agent, too, especially when you uh, when a contract extension is coming up. So (laughs) I guess I'm not surprised by the tactics I guess, but I like you too. I'm still going to believe that he had an ear infection just the extent of which he could actually be out there right now I think is is, is a fair thing to question or whatever. But I think in the long run TJ'll be fine. The chemistry that him and Kirk showed just in the limited amount of time they did last year has me fairly, opt- fairly optimistic that even with missing this time TJ's Gonna be just fine. He's gonna get in the swing of things. Might take a little catching up to do, but if we're gonna look at the macro, the whole twenty twenty three season, I think TJ is still gonna be having awesome. Gonna have an awesome season, no matter what ear infection or contract disputes. Uh, come uh, come the team's way or anything like that. Uh, but going into some of the other tidbits of training camp this week, uh, more visits from free agents uh, for the Minnesota Vikings over the last week. Uh, we raved about him after his first preseason game, Mr. Ty Chandler, but the highlight of free agent visits that the Vikings had this week were by members of the running back position. That included Kareem Hunt and Mike Davis, Kareem Hunt, probably one of the better running backs still on the market. Mike Davis definitely been a journeyman guy, backed up Christian McCaffrey for a little bit, was in Atlanta, I believe, last season. Um, now, Kane Wongwu is still not on the field, gentlemen, so maybe that has something to do with it. But what are your reactions to uh, the Vikings bringing in, um, we had Dalton Reisner come in a couple weeks ago. Nothing's been made of that. But what do you guys think? And and now, especially as we're seeing the running back market finally move along with Dalvin Cook signing with the Jets, with Zeke signing with the Patriots. He looks so weird in a Patriots uniform. I don't know. Uh, but what were you guys' uh, reactions? Nobody signed yet or anything. But what were your thoughts of seeing those two guys' visits this past week?
1: I saw on Twitter that a lot of people were saying that uh, the amount of Running backs coming through the doors at the TCO Performance Center and Training Center means that they're not the most confident in Alexander Madison. And I say, uh, what, what? I'll throw back the 1930s poppycock. That's don't, <laughs> that's, don't believe that. Don't believe that. They yeah. need because if he goes down, who's next? Kane Wongwu, who is currently hurt. Uh, Ty Chandler, who is I, I think going to be fine at some point, but right now rather unproven. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's just, a it's just a matter of depth. So I, I'm, I'm not going to say that, you know, Alexander Madison cannot be the, you know, number one guy we've all been super high on him here on the show. Um, but that you just need, you just need numbers just like any other position. People get hurt. It's a long season. It's a physical season. People are going to get hurt. So when it comes to it, Mike Davis, Kareem hunt, looking strictly on the field of play, I know there's baggage for Kareem Hunt, which I'm not a huge fan of. But uh, frankly, apparently, neither does the NFL at, at a certain point. People just don't care. So looking at the sake of um, looking at the football players, he's an active catching back. And I think that would suit that tandem a little bit more. Uh, Mike Davis, I feel like just being the seasoned vet that he is and knowing his type of game, he he's he's the bowling ball type of guy. He's going to tuck, he's going to put the loaf of bread in his stomach, tuck his head and try to barrel through guys, barrel through lines, find that hole. Kareem Hunt, you could throw to him in the flat and he's going to scramble a little bit. He might make a couple guys miss. Um, not that Alexander Madison can't do that. I think Kareem Hunt just would excel at that a little bit more. Um, but the issue with this is if you don't end up bringing that guy in, you're going to have Alexander Madison be that bell cow, which I think he's able to be but there's only so much wear and tear a guy going from and not I'm not saying he can't do it once again it's just we're playing a game of hypotheticals here and that's what the, the that's what the vikings front office is doing is if we don't and he goes down mid game against green bay or again what is it monday night against i think the eagles week that
0: 2 last, that's that's something. yeah i believe that's week 2 yeah we yeah, play the bucks two. week 1 mm-hmm.
1: yeah but like let's say week 2 whatever primetime all of a sudden your run game is I'm not gonna say non-existent, but it would be <laughs> it would be in the hands of a rather uncapable second back. So um I, I think they're gonna have to probably bring somebody in. It's just a matter of can they find the right price? Can they fend off other suitors? Can they convince because you're that's what a lot of these things are, is you're pitching to the guy, hey, you're gonna be the secondary back here. That's what mm-hmm. it is. And, and maybe they have other plans. Maybe they can pitch it as a one, uh, 1A, 1B type of thing. But I would imagine based on previous conversations that we that they've had with Alexander Madison, which is why he then re-signed here with the Vikings in Minnesota, he's not going to settle for a 1A, 1B type of thing. He wants to be the premier back. So you're going to sell to either Mike Davis or Kareem Hunter, whoever the other running back is, you're going to be the second fiddle. So uh, whether one of those guys are open to that or they have to go somewhere else is to be seen.
0: Yeah, I think that if I had to get a guy it would be Kareem Hunt. Let me just say that now. Um, you know, the off the field stuff are, you know, nobody condones it. But, you know, if we're just talking about football from a football standpoint, yeah, it would definitely be Kareem Hunt. And as far as like him like being okay with being like a secondary running back, I mean, you're not going to be you're not going to go anywhere else and be a starter right now. Like like Well, we just like they got to be real about the situation at the same time, you know. Um, you're I feel like you're not even you're not even taking phone calls for the Vikings, expecting them to say you're going to be RB one. You shouldn't. I don't know why you should. Um, his numbers have not been the greatest as of late, but I still think he's a productive back. Um, in the NFL, um, you know, I think he was very serviceable. One of his best years was with the Browns as RB two. You know, what right there next to Nick Chubb, and so I think that he'd be a guy to bring in. I do like Ty Chandler, though. I'm not going to lie. I do like Ty, Ch- uh, Ty Chandler. I know he's unproven. I know we haven't seen a ton out of him yet. But given what we given what we have seen, he's not bad. He's not bad. Now, from a depth standpoint, you know, Wang Wu is hurt right now. You know, Madison is hurt right now. So I do understand the Vikings looking like, all right, you know, you, you want somebody else in the building, you know what I'm saying? You want somebody else in the building, given the injuries that, even though they may be small injuries, whatever the case may be, you know, there are still injuries. There are still injuries that are keeping guys out of practice and things of that nature. So, yeah, you do kind of got to look at the landscape and look at the market for running backs. Um, and if I would, again, if I would jump at one, it would be Kareem Hunt. But truthfully, I, I'd heavily consider waiting to the end of preseason. Because do I believe Kareem Hunt will be there at the end of preseason? Yes, I do. I could be wrong, but I don't think Kareem Hunt is going anywhere. I think he'll be on the market. And I think I would want to give Ty Chandler as much of an opportunity as possible to wow me in the preseason and earn that
2: RB2 spot. I mean, there are still a ton of free agent running backs out there besides these two guys. Uh, Leonard Fournette, JD McKissick, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, Giovanni Bernard, Dontrell Hilliard, um, I th- even 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 David Johnson, but I don't even know why I brought him up. He's cooked. Um, so in terms of a sense of urgency right now for the Vikings, um, there really isn't a, a ton right now because, yes, the, the market has started. We finally had Dalvin Cook and Zeke um, finally sign uh with the Jets and the Patriots and so I guess the Vikings maybe knew that was coming and wanted to get these visits in now just in case maybe Hunt and Davis get offered something um in the next couple weeks or so I'm not really sure AJ you have a perplexed look on your face what's up
1: sorry no I'm pretty sure uh Giovanni Bernard retired
2: Oh, did he? Oh, okay. oh yes. okay. You know what? You're probably right about that, that. That sound though. That name. Leonard, yeah. That name, like, wait I a mean, minute. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. Even if all he can do is no, actually just run the ball, running. he can't catch I at mean, all. That's true, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, playoff Lenny—he he different. He yeah. different.
0: Could have used playoff Lenny this past year. I'm just saying. Yes, I'm just saying.
2: Well, but thank you for that correction, AJ. You're absolutely right. No, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just
1: like the, the gears were turning. Like I think he did, but I would. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. No, that that sounds familiar now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's a ton of sense of urgency with the Vikings. I think, like artists mentioned, they should play out the preseason. Um, give these guys a chance, even give Kene Wangwu a chance to get healthy. Maybe, God forbid, that'd be awesome. But it's definitely something that. Vikings should look into doing. Um, for count cal- uh for salary cap reasons, I would definitely prefer them waiting. Um, until the regular season starts, potentially, um, that would be my ideal situation. And, and but uh, again, frankly, I just want Ty Chandler and Alexander Madison to just be awesome. I want Madison to prove to be that he's the starting running back that we've all thought he can be. And I just want Ty Chandler to run away with this uh this backup position. That would be the ideal thing for the Vikings to not you know not spend any more money if possible. Um, but if, if I had to choose though, uh, I would probably rather have Kareem Hunt over Mike Davis. There's just more of a track record with Kareem Hunt. Uh, He he was a solid player in Kansas City, solid backup for Nick Chubb for a couple years. Um, I mean, Kareem Hunt probably could have been a starter in the NFL if it weren't for his off-the-field issues and everything like that. His rookie year was absolutely explosive and looked like he was going to be a good running back for several years, but kind of got in his own way there. Um, So, you know, I'd rather the Vikings wait and see right now, if possible, just because... They they don't have to make a move right now unless they were really unless they were legitimately concerned with with Madison, which I, I just don't think they are. From how everybody's been talking about ball off season, I just think the organization is very ready to let Alexander Madison cook and stuff like that. But it's something to definitely keep an eye on. Um, but but again, we've kind of been teased so far with these visits, these these higher profile free agents that are still left out there, and nothing's really happened with the Vikings. I'm not sure if Kareem. Or Mike Davis have visited anybody else um, lately either, um, but yeah, just just be patient, Vikings. You you don't need to make a move now, um, but you know I'm I'm not opposed to adding more offensive firepower to this to this offense. And Kareem Hunt would definitely add something to the Vikings. For anybody that thought that the Vikings were losing a ton by losing Dalvin Cook, you would get back. Um, with signing a guy like Kareem Hunt, I, I think for any of the Dalvin cook fans that are just are really upset that he's gone. Um, I think if you brought in a guy like Kareem cause there's some name power there too. And I think he's still a pretty decent player. I think that would quell a lot of criticisms of the team moving on from Dalvin. And everything like that. So, yeah, just, just be paid. You, you don't need to do anything right now. But do you guys want to preview this Titans game uh coming up this Saturday? Uh, they got a joint practice going on right now. As AJ mentioned, some temper flares going. Uh Somebody shoved JJ and Garrett Bradbury got up in their face and said, you, you do not touch JJ. Let me make that very clear. You do not touch JJ, especially right now in contract negotiations. Yeah. Um. But we liked what we saw from, I think, a lot of the players we were focused on, the guys that we talked about last week of, who we wanted to really stand out in the preseason. I think a lot of those guys did for, did for better and for worse. But who and maybe what are you guys looking for this second preseason game for the Vikings? What do you want to see for, from some particular individuals, and who do you think needs to step up here in game number two?
0: I think the obvious ones are Louis and Andrew Booth. I mean, I, th- I think that's when it comes to stepping up. I think that's obvious. Again, Andrew Booth, man. I, I just, I just, I, I'm just... I'm disheartened. I know. (laughs) I'm disappointed. (laughs) I'm flabbergasted at the fact that I have been so flagrantly off with my prediction on how great I believe he can be. Now, I don't want to just jump off the bandwagon and just be like, I was completely wrong, but man, he's not making me look right. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, I need a little bit more from him uh, in this preseason game. Maybe, you know, show us something this game, show us something next game, and you know, maybe get some starting minutes and really show out and make me look like a genius. That would be nice. Louis Seen, same kind of thing. I wasn't as high on him as I was uh Booth, but I mean, I, I would prefer to not see him get trucked maybe ever again. I don't know if that I don't know if that's possible, but we'll see. Uh Jaron Hall, I wanna see him if if the opportunities are there. I know earlier I spoke on, you know, you want you want to back up to be a game manager, you want to back up to not you know, blow games. You don't want to lose games because of a backup. But I also don't want a backup to be in there, afraid to take chances at the same time. Um, if it's there and opportunities are there, I want to see Jaren Hall throw the ball downfield a little bit more. I want to see a lot more of him in this preseason game. Uh, I don't know if I really need to see much more of Nick Mullins. I know, obviously, he's going to play. But, um, but, you know, I think, you know, I don't know, maybe one preseason game isn't enough for most, but I think it was a bit – I think it was enough for me. I think it was so shocking that it was enough for me. Okay, he's, he's, he's got it. Um, I want to see a little bit more from Jaron Hall. Like I said, you know, throw the ball a little bit more downfield. Um, And I, I honestly I want to see if Jalen Rager can keep this up. Like, yeah, I, I, I want to keep watching Rager, man. I want to see if he can keep this up because you brought up pressure earlier. I think this is – I think this is the best possible situation for him to really show what he's got. Um, You know, getting drafted by Philadelphia, you know, in the first round over Justin Jefferson was clearly too much for him to live up to pressure wise. Um, and there's just being a number two in the offense was too much for him to live up to. Now he's what, four or five within the offense and it's preseason. So there's really, truly, outside of him trying to make the roster, which is pressure, there's no like he has to ball out right now type pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think this is an opportunity now for him to excel. I will be the first to admit I did not see this. I didn't see myself coming in here saying this today I because I just didn't. I almost forgot he was on the roster. No disrespect. But, but hey, I think that uh, if he can keep this up, man, I mean, maybe he could find a spot within the offense, which would be nice. You know, he'd get a, he'd get a true second chance. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that as well.
1: Yeah, I on the defensive side of things. One, I just want to see these Brian Flores like special looks and stuff, and I don't want them to pull out um, you know every trick because this is going to be nationally televised. But from what I hear about the joint practices the day after, they told people to hey, you can, you can no longer record and and film. Um, they're really frustrating, <laughs> really frustrating to the uh, the quarterback core of Malik Willis and uh, Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis. They were they were making they were forcing them to make a lot of mistakes. So um, whether that's just them still kind of getting their legs under them for uh, week one, September tenth or whatever that is, but um, I show I want to see a couple of good defensive looks that like really you're like wow they broke up that play or wow they had everybody covered and that's why they, you know blah blah blah. Um, but then I need a resurgence from Lewis C and Andrew Booth. I think eyes are going to be even more heavy on them just to th- like there, there was already talk. And then they kind of, they kind of sunk back into the shadows guys get in the spotlight, show what you can do really step up, rise to the occasion.
2: Yeah. I mean, you guys kind of, Oh, excuse me. I uh, took the words out of my mouth with some of the big um, players to watch for the Vikings, obviously booth and Scene, Jaron hall, all those guys. I'll try to mention some names we haven't brought up yet. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Mr. Ed Ingram. Who was uh, kind of a surprise, made a surprise appearance um, in that Seahawks game. I don't know if a lot of people expected him to be in that game because he's, uh, I mean, he's pegged right now to be the starting right guard on the depth chart. And uh, I believe he played most of the. first half i wasn't keeping track of all the snaps he was getting in um but i want to see if he gets another around a round of significant playing time in this second preseason game because if i mean if there's any player on the offense that you could probably regard as maybe one of the weaker links right now it'd probably be. Um, unfortunately, Ed Ingram. And I don't think it's a very good sign that he played in that first preseason game because if he was pegged in for a starter and the Vikings really believed that he was going to be a pure starter for all of 2023, he, he wouldn't be in that game. So I am very intrigued, very, very intrigued, to not only see how he continues to do in these joint practices against the Titans this week, but I want to see if he actually uh, plays uh, significant minutes in the in preseason game number two. The other guy, Dwayne McBride, our fourth string running back right now, who I think has a golden opportunity right now with Kane Wongwu being out to really take advantage of these reps right now. Um, he's been. You know, for a seventh-round pick, we've talked a lot about Dwayne McBride. I know Mackey and Judd have definitely talked a lot about him, too. Um, maybe some—excuse <laughs> me, man, I'm getting choked up talking about all this. Uh, it's, I'm getting emotional. My gosh, second preseason game. I, I just can't compose myself right now. Hold on one second, folks. Got this, the cough out. Is, I'm good. Sorry. Uh, this this
0: is, this is uh I don't know if he said this already, but this is Jason's flu game right here, if anybody yeah. can tell. This is Jason yeah. fighting through it, man. You got to just quick little finger snap for yeah, Jason they, right they, now. He's yeah. Playing great. If, if you need me to be a Scottie Pippen, man, just let me know. Help carry you off the court, man. No, nah, man. You know, I want
2: you to be Dennis Rodman. Take me to Vegas with you for 48 hours, man. And that's what <laughs> I, I want to do. Yeah, 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 I'll see what uh, I do. I'll no, I, 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 do. I went to a bar <laughs> for the first time in months, the lookout out in Maple Grove, and that's like the first time I've bumped elbows with people on like a day dance floor and stuff like that, I'm, I'm not surprised. I don't go out very much, so I'm not surprised I got a bug. But I'm doing okay now. I'm good. Got a sip of water. I'm good. Dwayne McBride, like I said, golden opportunity right now to get uh, get those reps in uh, while Kane Wong was hurt. And if Dwayne McBride can actually ball out, then the potential signing of a free agent like Kareem Hunt and Mike Davis might not be as necessary for the Minnesota Vikings. Again, I'd like them to not spend money if they don't have to. And lastly, lastly, because he was deemed by our wonderful head coach Kevin O'Connell earlier this week as the third bet. Like, how did he phrase it again? The NFL's best third string tight end. And that was Johnny Munt. Mm. Now he didn't have the touchdown catch like Nick Muse had, but from all indications, otherwise Johnny Munt has had a fantastic preseason, fantastic training camp. Um, to the point where KOC is just talking about him unprovoked in press conferences, anything like that. I'm I'm gonna be watching him too, and and frankly, he wasn't on my radar until KOC literally. And it was funny too. He said, "I don't want to make headlines or anything," but then he said the thing about Johnny Mutt and everything. And I know that a, a couple of us here at Score North Score North definitely rolled with that. So yeah, those are really the the three guys I'm gonna be looking at in this preseason. Uh, the preseason game number two. Uh, again, I don't. I don't expect a lot of starters. I don't expect any starters to play in this game. I'm I'm bummed that Jordan Addison probably won't play. Um, like Artis mentioned earlier, he's in concussion protocol right now. Uh, I believe KOC said that he'll be back on Monday, so he is scheduled to miss this game. Not not. I'm not really freaking out too much about that right now. Um, Just because that catch that Jordan Addison made that should have counted that didn't count in the Seahawks game just looked fantastic. And he showed a lot of great body control even for his first game. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna lose too much sleep if Jordan Haddison has to has to miss this game. And also I just want him to be healthy. Concussion protocol. You've got to take it seriously and gotta go through the protocols and everything. So um yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, that's and Ka- one last name, one last name too, because he had a good game against Seattle. And I'm so sorry, sir, if I botch your first name right now. Uh Kairis Tonga. Or uh, however, Mister Tonga. I refer Mister Tonga. He had he he had a lot of run stopping in that first game, and he looked really good. Now he is right now our first string nose tackle. So um, maybe that's a spot that he's earned, and he's using the preseason to 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 validate that. I don't know if he's going to keep playing in the preseason. I don't really know what the plan is, but he had a solid first game against Seattle, and if he's going to be our starting nose tackle. And uh we're gonna need him to have uh even more solid games uh moving forward, right, guys? absolutely yeah hundred yeah. percent Mr Tonga I'll figure out how to pronounce that first name mr tonga uh, i'll I'll get to that let me get my let me get the flu game over with uh you know Utah guy gave me bad pizza or something like that i I don't know I don't know um aj you,
0: did, oh, yeah. you did, did you have something else you want to get off really quick jason
2: no no go ahead go I ahead. i was
0: gonna say aj you had a quick question that you wanted to present to us before we ended today's show about the wolves i can't quite remember oh. what that question oh yeah was.
1: yeah yeah exactly um so it came out it was released by the nba here as i pull up the actual schedule um but they have the nationally televised group play schedule for like the, the in-season tournament that was released, the wolves completely overlooked no national televised games for the group stage. The Knicks have a couple, the Suns have three granted. They're a pretty good team. One team did catch my eye and I understand maybe why, but why on earth are the San Antonio Spurs getting three nationally televised games, when they were just the worst team in the league, essentially they got the number one, overall world pick. I know the lottery is a, a thing, but they got, they, I understand they got web and Yama, but what go. It, it, it's one guy. And he's 18 years old. It's a French guy, for, for, for crying out loud. It's a, it's a guy from France. <laughs> Who, Who cares? What does him having to be from France have anything to do with it? <laughs> French people are super stuck up.
0: <laughs> oh. Listen, listen. This, this is what I will
1: say. This and, is what... I mean, my... I, like, oh, Paris, Paris stinks. Paris stinks, first off. I've heard uh, it's not great. Li- quite literally, it stinks. Like, mm. it quite literally stinks. But um, like same with and I, I'm sure Rudy Gobert, you know. But like, if, <laughs> if, if they're gonna lose every single game, and, well, actually, no, they play OKC, one of them, so that that might be and that's a, just that's, that's another
0: ball. one I have I have an issue with. They they play them nationally. It's a national nationally televised game. OKC nationally televised game Tuesday, November fourteenth. See the, the the disrespect has to stop. I'm not gonna lie. um I appreciate you bringing this to my attention because I was not aware of this fact until before the show today. I believe after this season, though, this will stop. Um, Anthony Edwards is one of the best young players in basketball right now. It is undeniable. It is undeniable. Mm -hmm. I understand, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, you know, he has his problems here and there that, you know, a lot of us Minnesota uh, Timberwolves fans don't like, but he's still a great player. He's still, I think, one of the best players in the league. He's still an all-star caliber player. Um, the Timberwolves are just in the playoffs. Um, the Nuggets came out and said, or at least I forget which Nuggets player came out and said, that the Timberwolves gave them their best challenge. We're talking about the defending chance. For for whatever it's worth. So I'm saying that to say this. The disrespect has to stop. The Timberwolves, even though they have not had a lot of playoff success, even though they were the eighth seed, I had high expectations for them coming into this past season because I know the talent that they have. They're box office. Anthony Edwards is box office. And I believe that... Playing with the USA team mm. is going to help Anthony Edwards take his game to another level because you're playing with other young stars because the team is very young. You're playing with other young stars in the NBA, soaking up game, learning their game, learning how to slow them down and things of that nature, um, and just improving as a basketball player. Not to mention, you know, playing you know, in, in playing for Team USA uh, USA also helps with physicality because the rules, you know, international basketball, you know, the rules during the, during the tournament are much different than the rules in the NBA. The flopping and stuff, that don't fly. <laughs> that don't, that don't no. fly. And so you learn to be more physical. Um, and you just, you just you, you soak up a lot of knowledge. And then they're being coached by Steve Kerr, mm-hmm. Ty Lu, and um, who's that third coach? Um, Eric Spostra? Hell yeah! I mean, come on, man. Like, think about all the knowledge in the game he's gonna soak up from these guys as well as his teammates. So, I think that this is disrespectful. But (laughs) I think it stops after this season because I think Anthony Edwards takes a great leap in going into this next season.
2: Until the Minnesota Timberwolves win a playoff series, this disrespect will continue. I'm not. I'm not surprised about this at all. Like, uh, you can you can lean on the individual star power as much as you can. But in terms of getting the national media to pay attention to you, it it won't make a damn difference because those people can see sports center highlights. They won't tune in to watch your games. The Timberwolves have to win a playoff series if they want to actually get get more nationally televised games. They have TV though. Until then, legacy franchises, dynasty franchises like the Spurs with uh, hot commodities like Victor Wembanyama, will yeah. get those ratings. That's fair. Um. I agree with you, artists. I think that will change after next season because I anticipate the Timberwolves not only making the playoffs this upcoming year, I expect them to you know, actually to move on in a playoff series. I would actually hope that would be the next next progression for not only Anthony Edwards, but for this team. And I'm expecting that this season. But no, nah, I'm not going to sit here as a lifelong Timberwolves fan and claim disrespect when there frankly hasn't been much to respect in the first place mm. it's better right now it's tracking well but until you actually go out and reach a like a level of playoff success not losing in five games I'm sorry I know that was to the eventual NBA champion but you're not you're not going to get those games where you're not making playoff playoff noise it, that's just the reality of the situation you may have Ant, you may have cat you got two uh, perennial all-stars right there but you got to win. You got to win. And you can't make a big trade the year before and not win as much as you were supposed to either. Jason, that's kind of it.
0: I respect that take. Thank you. That's all I want to say. Thank you. Because, you know, it sounds like something I would say in all honesty, man. Because, I, you know, I'm the one that's like, you got to hold these guys accountable. But you know what, Jason? You're right. Thank they you. They need to win a playoff series. Yeah. They need to win a playoff series. I need to. I, I should have held them more accountable. But I, I I am looking like, okay, y'all gave it. You know, okay, though. I mean, come on now. You know what I mean? They ain't had no know. success recently. No, you're but, right. You're you know right. what I mean? So, like, all right. You know, I know they're playing the Spurs. And, you know, there's that, you know, with Vic and, you know, with Greg Popovich and all yeah. of that. But I mean, come on now. But I do understand your point, and I I co-sign your point. I will co-sign your
2: point. And I think every team is allotted at least one national game a year or something like that. But but it's, it's a flex schedule too. So that's just it. Like if the Wolves are good next season, the flex games in the national slots for them. So even though like right now it may be a set number, that can absolutely change as the years go. As the year goes on. Um, but yeah, you gotta you just gotta do something in the playoffs, man. Because even even if you're a team that goes on a run, you can still get those national games. But if you've just you know lost in the playoffs every year of your franchise's existence, except for one year in 2004 when you made the run to the Western Conference Finals, sorry y'all. Like if you feel disrespected, then that's, that's frankly your fault. Sorry. So, um, but uh, we did want to bring up the the uniforms, the new City Edition uniforms, and what we thought about those. Uh, Artis, what were your takes on them?
0: I you know I kind of like them. The, the more the more I look at them, the more I'm like, you know, I just I like the front is okay. I'll say the front is okay. You guys said it was supposed to look like water. I kind of got to get a little closer to really see. Like, <laughs> okay, I do see it. I do see it. I had to get closer. Artist I, I literally has a camera
2: too, and he made the camera closer to his face as yeah, he was like, I looking
0: to, I, had, at the I had to really too. like zoom in on that to see like the water. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god! So I, I like it. You know, I like yeah. the back a little bit more because it's got it's kind of got like a cloudy kind of image to it. And it kind of, like, fades into the blue.
2: I'm not going to lie, man. I I, I kind of like it. Um, I like it better than last year's. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, I, the rainbow um, pattern was cool, but, like, I didn't really get what that – I didn't really get the point of it. Like, I don't know if they were trying to, like, um, use, like, a piece of, like, architecture from Minneapolis or something like that. Because that's what I feel like most of these city uniforms do. They try to, like, take something within the city that these teams are in and try to, you know, base that jersey off. I didn't really know what that – because I <laughs> – there's Double one building, building in I, Minneapolis that's got a bunch of rainbow-colored tiles on the side of it. I know a lot of people thought they was trying to be like that, but I don't think it is. I don't know. I, I like it better than this year's
1: yeah. or last year's. I I just want to see one of these. They have like they have two more jerseys, I think, to unveil. One of them hmm. needs to be similar to the like old black with the the, the 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 trees on the trim, if that makes sense. Like the KG jersey yes when, when i see kevin garnett that's the that's the jersey i want so yeah. well, they brought those nice. yeah and they
2: and they brought him back for like a, a couple seasons ago just for that one year and they haven't worn them ever since and i'm just sitting here like why it's yeah, the best jersey you, you guys, guys have can,
1: ever made literally printing money that's all you have so to much money you're printing money if you just bring those back just so yeah. so many renovations to the target center the world is your oyster at that point
2: seriously yeah, no, I I'll, I'll look forward to seeing. The, I mean, I, until they get on an actual court, I never like actually judging jerseys because I, I don't know, just something about just seeing it in action just pff, makes a difference for me, which <laughs> I don't know why that is. Anyway, uh, oh boy, we're almost at the one hour mark here on the Score North Taxi Squad for this week, gentlemen. We probably got to wrap things up here. You got any final thoughts before we send the good people listening home?
1: Uh, quick, uh, I need to hear artists like Elevator review of Madden twenty four. Oh because oh, i have,
0: have not i have not i haven't yet. yet oh wow and the reason there's a, there's a reason for this i think i know the, the reason, why, the going reason to why i have not that is part of it. <laughs> the reason why i have not bought it is because obviously you know the vegas is very expensive it's very expensive and um you know i need to save up as much money as possible to go out there and have a good time but also um my mother-in-law is in town okay and she has the living room like the living room is hers and so normally I like to play the game in the living room with the big TV, you know, really, you know, hmm. you know, just getting to it. I can't really do that until, you know, I have the living room back. Um, so I just figured, hey, I mean, what's the point in getting it now when I could just wait until I get back on Monday, buy it then? I got the day off from work. I could just spend the whole day playing then. So mm-hmm. that is my plan. Um, when I do play, I will let you know, though, because I am excited. I did hear the servers were down the first day. So I'm like, OK, thank God I didn't get it the first day because I would have been upset. But, you know, <laughs> from, from what I hear, it's, it's decent. You know, it's decent. Okay. We'll see. All right. Didn't 2K come out this past week, too? No. 2K comes out, I believe, September. Oh, OK. I believe September. I,
2: I swear, I saw some stuff on Twitter about like 2K24 bugs or something like that. But that, that might have just been people that did yeah. a demo or something or week, uh, yeah. something yeah, i don't I know
0: s- somehow people are getting leaks and playing it early i don't know how they do it but they do it and they're exposing a lot about the game and i hate when people do that but that's you know conversation for another day i will be getting that the moment it drops though absolutely mark my words the, moment. the cosplay is going to
2: be beautiful Playing a franchise with the Lakers and winning ten straight championships—that's Artist's plan. Or yes. just
0: make a my player and go to the Lakers and win ten straight championships. Oh, that's perfect. Just Artist Woods Finals MVP, ten times Finals MVP, the goat, the goat, the
1: goat. The goat. Artist Artist Woods.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, any final thoughts uh, from you, Age? Nope, nope. I'm all, uh, I'm all done. I'm all done. No, okay. I mean, all done. Can we stop recording a podcast now and go home? <laughs> You're already home. You have no excuse. All right, fine. I guess my last final thought um, would just be highlighting what happened for the Twins this week, a three and four record since we lost last talk to you guys. Uh, decent serious win in Philadelphia. And then you kind of split things with Detroit. You had some issues with Detroit this last week. Uh, Cleveland is still not gaining any ground. They're still like four games back. They're still not having, they don't seem to have any intention of making this uh, much of a race. Still too close to call that the AL Central is for the Twins. Um, but uh, again, it's hard not to talk about Matt Walner, just how awesome he is. We've talked about him a ton anyway, but his grand slam, I believe the longest grand slam for a twin in the stat cast era with 450 feet. We don't have to talk about why this guy shouldn't have been called up earlier. That conversation has been exhausted, but the the youth movement is here for the Minnesota twins. Royce Lewis is back. Edward Julian is playing great, even if he may not be great at second base, but Hey, Jorge Polanco there. And, uh, things are looking youthfully uh, pretty good for the twins even if uh they didn't they had an okay week they had an okay week so we'll see we'll see what they can do next week and we'll give you an update here on the Taxi Squad. All right, that'll just about do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Score North Taxi Squad, everybody. You can find us on Spotify and Apple. If you are on Apple, though, please give us a five-star rating. You have no reason not to. But the best way to support us is to go to scorenorth.com or to download the Score North mobile app. Find the Taxi Squad. Or any of your favorite Score North podcasts, Minnesota Sports, Mac and Judd, Purple Daily, Judd's Hockey Show, Flagler and Howls, whatever you like, it's there. But please check out Taxi Squad first if you don't mind. And, yeah, that's the best way to support us. Anyway, my name is Jason Stormer. We got Artist Woods, who's about to board a plane for Las Vegas the moment we get done recording this. And then there's uh, A.J. Fredrickson, who's just hanging out home and enjoying life. Enjoying life. Anyway, all right, folks, that'll do it. That was my flu game. Game six, locked up. Go Bulls, anyway. 40. 40 (laughs) 40-point game right there. That's my guy. 40. That's me. Game winner. All right, I'm tired, and I want to go home, so we'll catch you next week on the Score North Texas Quad. Take care. Bye-bye.